Legislation that would have mandated nursing ratios in Minnesota hospitals fails to move forward as originally written. The Surgeon General issues a public advisory warning of the mental health risks posed by social media for young people. And Epic announces that more than 20 health systems will commit to a nationwide interoperability framework. It's Wednesday, May 24th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. that would have mandated nurse staffing ratios in Minnesota hospitals were removed from a bill being voted on by state lawmakers in a compromise in the final hours before the state's legislative session ended. The original legislation known as the Keeping Nurses at the Bedside Act would have required hospitals, if passed, to each establish a staffing committee composed of an equal number of direct care workers and hospital leaders. Hospitals would then have had to implement the nurse-to-patient ratios agreed upon by the committee. With the staffing ratio language removed from the bill, its authors renamed it to be the Nurse and Patient Safety Act. That legislation will instead now focus on preventing violence against nurses, a student loan forgiveness program, as well as studying the effects of nurse burnout. The bill passed in the state legislature and now heads to the desk of Governor Tim Walls. State hospital associations did not support the original bill, claiming that mandated staffing rules could disrupt patient care. In March, the Minnesota Hospital Association estimated that the bill would reduce hospital care capacity by around 15 percent and jeopardize care for 70,000 patients in the state. The organization also claimed the bill, if passed, would exacerbate the ongoing health care workforce shortage. The Mayo Clinic, Minnesota's largest hospital system, had received an exemption from the now-defunct original bill's staffing mandates. The Minnesota Nurses Association voiced dismay that the bill did not pass in its original form. The union has been advocating for legislation to support nursing staffing ratios for the past 15 years. Only one state, California, currently mandates specific registered nurse-to-patient staffing ratios in acute care hospitals. The near ubiquity of social media use among young people is raising concerns among the nation's top leaders about its impact on mental health. In a public advisory released on Tuesday, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy wrote that there is not sufficient evidence proving that social media is safe for children and adolescents, and that there are ample indicators that demonstrate its profound risk of harm to the mental health of young people. According to research cited in the advisory, 95% of teenagers reported using at least one social media platform, and more than one-third said that they used social media almost constantly. Those who spend more than three hours a day on these platforms face poor mental health outcomes, including symptoms of depression and anxiety. The advisory called on stakeholders, including social media companies and policymakers, to develop guidelines to safeguard developing brains, including age restrictions and enhanced privacy standards for young people. Murthy did point out, however, that some social media could be beneficial to young people, especially those in the LGBTQ plus community who may otherwise be marginalized by their broader community. 
This advisory comes on the heels of Montana's Republican governor, Greg Gianforte, signing a bill last week that bans the video sharing app TikTok in the state. Though the ban was not signed into law explicitly to safeguard young people, a survey from Pew Research found that 67 percent of teens across the country use the app, with 16 percent of all teens saying that they use it constantly. The country's largest electronic health record company, Epic Systems, announced on Monday that more than 20 health systems have pledged to join a nationwide framework that will make it easier to safely share healthcare information across care settings. That information sharing network is called the Trusted Exchange Framework and the Common Agreement, better known as TEFCA, and was established by the 21st Century Cures Act that was passed by Congress in 2016. In February, Epic was one of the first EHR companies companies to be approved for TEFCA onboarding. The cohort unveiled by Epic includes some of the nation's largest health systems as well as some smaller safety net organizations. Some of the most notable systems include Oakland, California-based Kaiser Permanente, Rochester, Minnesota-based Mayo Clinic, New York City's Mount Sinai Health System, as well as Stanford Health. All of the providers currently use Epic's interoperability tools to facilitate information sharing, according to the company. Dr. Matthew Eisenberg, Associate Chief Medical Information Officer at Stanford Health, said in the release that they are excited about, quote, the vision of a simpler, if not single, on-ramp to secure national health information exchange that will benefit all of our patients and providers, end quote. Epic said that it's confident that the 2,000 hospitals and 600,000 clinicians that use its EHR will eventually join TEFCA. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.